everybody, and welcome back to the Flyover State Sports Show. I am your host, accompanied by Gavin Alexander and Caleb Ubel. Nope, Woo! I'm restarting. That was a terrible intro. Oh, damn it! I already wrote the time down. Now my uh, mood's yeah, going to be off. I'm a dumb bastard, Bean. That's going to be our intro now. The Flyover State Sports Show is for a mature audience. It contains strong language and adult situations. We do not own the rights to any audio of the podcast. Viewer discretion is advised. Is this on? And welcome back to the Flyover State Sports Show. I am your host, Sam Long, accompanied by Gavin Alexander and Caleb Bean Jubal. Gentlemen, introduce yourself. Woo! I'm bald. That was incredible for our uh, living color viewers that are on YouTube right now. You know, if you're on YouTube, we really appreciate that you take the time to search us out and look at our lovely faces as there's no content on that other than the fact that you get to watch three dudes stare at a camera and do nothing. And if you enjoy that content, please consider leaving a comment, liking, sharing, and subscribing. We're already shilling out already in this episode. It's not even sponsored. We haven't been sponsored in forever. Gavin, you have a question. No, nope, that was an accident. I didn't mean to do that. I meant to give you a fucking too ex- for, for pushing us, but all these buttons on my tiny fucking computer are so small, and it you pisses me off. Way you too know, excited. You gotta, get, you gotta get yourself a fucking mouse. Mouse. Computer. Sponsor. Technology. Love it. Phones. Love it. Bangarang. All right, gentlemen, we are going to uh, have to apologize to everyone who listened to us last week. Everyone from Kansas, America, to where was our furthest uh, place that got listens to Beans? Belgium. Belgium, uh, South Africa, and um, Russia? Yeah. So to y'all in Belgium, South Africa, and Russia, we apologize for making a three-hour episode last week. We're going to do our best to not do that again, because I know that you guys might love us, but we are tired of talking that long, and I'm sure you're tired of listening that long. So we're going to do a format change. We're going to start with the middle section, so K-State KU and Kansas State Chiefs. This will be for the remainder of the NFL regular season and college regular season. And then we will go to quick hitters afterwards, so that way we can get the important news in, and we don't get bogged down by unimportant news, gentlemen. It is time to debut a new format 39 episodes into our existence. You know what I just thought about? Football ends in February. Like, what are we going to do after that? Uh, I don't know. We figured we it out last time. The first, time. like, fucking 30 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> those, were such a, those were such a, like, blur in my memory. Those were my favorite episodes. Okay, so we were supposed to talk about K-State and KU and Kansas City. But I want to spend one minute talking to Beans about how those are the most fun episodes because we don't know what the fuck we're doing and we can kind of just do whatever the fuck we, we want. Still don't, we still don't know what no, the fuck we're doing. Incorrect. That was when we led all of our viewers onto the fact that Traylon Burks is fat, sucks at football, and is now hurt because he can't carry himself. 
That's yes. when we told him that Damian Pierce is a fucking badass. That's when we told him Jalen Petrie is a fucking badass. That's when we told him that Andy Reid's a fucking dumbass for not using Sky Moore the right way. So, look, <laughs> you heard it here first. That's what we're here for. That's what y'all listen to. We are content, baby. We, we're on the cutting edge, at yeah. least sometimes. I'm sure that... You know what? That's your job, listener. I want you to tweet at us at underscore underscore F3S. That's underscore underscore F3S, all capitals. I want you to tweet at us our best take that we've had on this show through 39 episodes and our worst take we've had through 39 episodes. Dude, These the worst takes don't count. I don't know. No, no. They're always right. They're always correct. I, I got to know what the people disagree with because I'm sure my dumb ass said something along the way no. that was so, just not good the former host of the show uh scotty wooler uh text text me like every now and then I was like dude you called this <laughs> he's like you guys called this on the on the pod yeah like, we, i know we're it, good it's not hard football is <laughs> football is really a simplistic game a lot of the time and things are not super hard to like look it's and just see. it's just espn wants to make us think something else like trailing ESPN is, good. is just narrative driven we've been talking yeah. about that they want us to months. think that hurricanes are real so Actually, <laughs> yeah. not, they really want us to think they're circular, not square. Yeah, actually square. <laughs> okay, we, we had some football games this topic. weekend, gentlemen. All right, so we're going to start with Kansas football because, A, they had college game day. B, they are the best team in Kansas until further notice, which is basically just November 26th. And C, they actually have a game this week. We'll get to that later. So the University of Rock Shock Jayhawks, had college game day this week, and they played a boring-ass first half football against TCU. And then they played a kick-ass half football after Jalen Daniels suffered what some are calling a season-ending injury, some are not calling a season-ending injury. I have no idea what's going on. Did you so see that I tweet? Mean, yeah, I saw uh, J.K. Daniels is what I yeah. called in the group chat. Like, yeah. Was, yeah, so I have no idea what's up with Jalen Daniels. Um, he is hurt. He is probably not going to play this week. I don't know that for sure, but we're not going to speculate on injuries any further because I'm not a doctor. I I am glad that like they have a good quarter quarterback as a backup. So like, that's said, where you're wrong, Bucko. Jason Bean is not good. Jason Bean okay. stinks, and I am here to. I'm going to say this with? straight up. Who, I think who? Jason Bean is crap. He's Would not the worst. Would you rather run worst. with Will Howard or Jason Bean at quarterback? Okay, yes, Jason Bean. Jason Bean has legitimate athleticism. but like That's what I mean. Like as At, at least their backup, he's a junior. He has in-game experience. No, I, I understand the aspects of Jason Bean. Gavin yes. is just languishing. Like, listen, he's talk, holding back. Jason he's, Bean. I'm just saying, I think Jason Bean, I don't know, man, like, for my money, I mean, that that game turned into a fucking knockout, drag out, like, super quick. I'm not convinced that Jason Bean, like, played elite or anything like that. Like, he had a lot of yards and a lot of touchdowns. He also threw a, what probably is the game costing interception. Yes. And missed, like, two really he does. Throws. He does get, like, scramble-brained and makes stupid decisions. But when he uses his legs for the benefit, like, he is 
top tier, like in my opinion. He does really I good. Go that far again. No, he, no, no, no but he also like. But then when he starts scrambling and thinks that he can throw it, that's when he loses it. And it, yeah, but I think here's the problem. I'm pretty sure, sh- like Jason Bean started a whole lot last year, and they didn't win fuck anything till Jalen Daniels started yeah. playing. Mm-hmm. Like that's the problem. Like Jason Bean was the starter against K State, and they lost like thirty to three or thirty to yeah. seven, or whatever it was. Like J- Jason Bean is a downgrade, and I don't want. I mean, it's just the thing of you've been preparing for Jalen Daniels this entire time, and then Jason Bean comes in, and it's just weird. And you have game day, and everyone's amped, and everyone's playing their best to support you. And this, that, and the other. And it's just like, okay, now we got to see what Jason Bean is like when you don't have game day, when you have to go through that whole week of preparation, when the defense is legitimately preparing for you. And again, like, Oklahoma's defense has been god-awful. Brett Venables is still technically there, though. So there's going... That, that's one thing that I do want to say about Oklahoma is Oklahoma's defense is horrible. Imagine if they didn't have Brent Venables. It could be worse. Well, Brent Venables is just an idiot. I don't know. Got yeah, your hand raised. Yeah, to, to get us like kind of on the road back to KU there, they also a- just go to the part of their schedule where it's just going to be harder to win games. Like, they play mm-hmm. better teams. They play they, – they've gone through the cupcake portion with their best quarterback. You're going into – I don't think they've played a game like a meaningful game besides TCU, and I know that like KU fans aren't going to want to hear that, but like realistically, you haven't beat anybody. I think after the last couple of weeks and after how Oklahoma's played, you could argue K State hasn't beat anybody too. Like that's just kind of the nature of the beast right now in college football. But regardless, there's going to be some good teams for KU to play coming up, and they're going to do it without their starting quarterback, and that sucks. Uh, they've already got to. How many wins are we at now? What five? Uh, five. 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 five wins. Yeah, so you got to sneak out one more win at some point, which again they should be able to do uh, to be bowl eligible. You're playing with house money. Um, as far as the program for KU though, I I love to make fun of them. Like we brought college game t- college game day to a stadium that can't like have plumbing. A school that physically can't like fit the amount of people that they're bringing to support them. And they don't have indoor plumbing, but uh, that's just like they just brought- have it in the state. So I did not watch a single second of game day. Um, I, I didn't either. So like, did they have it in the stadium? No, no. they had it on the, on hill. the hill. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't even know what that is. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So sue me. I'm a fucking hater. Uh, I didn't watch fucking any of it. No, I don't but- even know who the guest picker was. Who was the guest picker? Uh, God bless it. He's a big Chiefs. Re- Regal. Oh, it was Rob Riggle? Yeah. Oh. Rob Riggle. Okay, so funny story about Rob Riggle. He went I to went KU, to yeah. uh, the sandbar in Lawrence, like, one time with uh, Ethan. Mm-hmm. And in the bathroom, there's, like, a signature by Rob Riggle in that bathroom because he went to nice. KU. And nice. I was just like, oh, that's fucking awesome. Like, let's fucking go. No, but uh, shout out to, like, I've never seen a team lose a game, and especially in that kind of fashion. Um I've never seen a team cheer for the losing team. Like the fans cheering for them at the end of the game was awesome. In my opinion, they're, they're playing with house money at this point, dude. Like they've doubled the amount of wins they were projected know, but, coming into the year. 
Like, I mean, K-State's been through this, too. Like, we were fertility you there for a while, and I'm sure at some point we weren't alive yet. We weren't even a twinkle in our father's eyes when it happened. But when we started winning, I'm sure we lost a game and our crowd cheered, and that that just is something to be positive no, I, about and to think, like, wow, like, there's something happening here. There's yes, something special. There's, that there's a lot of positives to glean from this yes. game. And the biggest yes. one is your quarterback gets hurt, you put in the backup who really honestly wasn't great last year and you didn't fold and he throws a really bad interception. Yeah. You lose the lead. And at that point, nobody, absolutely nobody would question you if you folded there. Yeah. Like if, no, you, if they would have lost by fold, like 30. If yeah. you folded before the river turn because it looked bad and you were getting pushed all in, no one blames you on that. But they called. They called and went all in, and they played mm-hmm. awesome. I mean, like, yeah. honest to God. And their defense, again. like, I mean, their defense did give up a lot. But when they needed to step up, like, it, they, 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 they did. And they needed just those few stops for them to get caught up. And To, to me, this game really felt like that, like, K- TCU's coming off beating Oklahoma. We're not sure how good anybody really is right now. But like, totally just, just up in the air. I don't even know. Like, I respect TCU. Oh, yeah. This was a, like, do you really belong here, KU? You got game day. All the attention's on you. We are playing yes. at least a decent team. Like, are you going to compete? And then, like you guys are saying, in a game where you lose your starting quarterback, the answer is, like, yes, this team is legit. This team belongs. And this team deserves the hype that they're I- getting. I feel like the more they play, like, yeah, they're losing players, but I feel like we're just, they're discovering more talent. Like, um, they're finding, they're finding their rhythm and it's, 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 they're actually developing some of that. Yeah. No. Yeah. They're usually somebody go to, I know when they go to KU, like they go there and they seem to be stagnant for their four year career. Now you're starting to see like players develop like, uh, who's that fifth year senior wide receiver. He's, He's pretty. He, he had a really good catch in the game, and he's uh, pretty good. Is it Scrim? Yeah, yeah, Scrim or something like that. Grim? Uh, I think it's Grim. Grim, yeah, it was Grim, number two. Yeah, yeah. He started off as a nobody, and look at him. He's doing like, pretty good. Like he looks good out there. Yeah, no, that's the way. Exactly, he looks like a little. Thing. He looks like an FCF version of FCS it, version of Cooper Cup. It's funny how, like, you know. In Madden, like that little angle route out of the backfield works every time. So mm-hmm. okay, you just decided, like, oh, what if we just ran like an angle route, like in the slot, and it just worked? Because you know, stuff isn't hard a lot of the time. <laughs> no, but <laughs> football is really a sim- football is really a simple game when you like break it down. And it's like, ah, yeah, you know, like that that works. Keep it simple, stupid. Did you okay? Uh, Speaking of not keeping it simple, this is a this is like another uh, oh, same classic sidetrack. Did I send you guys that video of the uh, trick play that William and Mary ran? No, no. I think this I saw the, it, but I didn't. Like, this is the opposite of simple, by the way. They ran like the Travis. Not well. I guess it would have been Noah Gray, like like QB sneak thing. Oh, except I saw like that. yeah. Except they snapped it under the tight end's legs to the quarterback, and they ran a speed option to the left. And it worked. They scored a touchdown off of it. It's an epidemic now. <laughs> All right. Chief did it one time in prime time. Now we'll everyone's fucking to, doing it. We'll come back to that later. <laughs> yeah. so, we'll come back to that later. KU but yeah, versus no, KU, OU. KU looked good. Like, KU looked legit good. KU and again, versus- I'm on record saying I don't think, think TCU is all that. But I think TCU is that enough. 
Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't dispute that TCU is a top twenty-five team, and if KU can hang with them, then I can't dispute that KU is a top twenty-five team. No, so, yeah, that's, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So I don't know. The other thing I want to talk about, I mean, we got to talk about it a little bit. Is Quentin Johnson just fucking or Johnston? Excuse me. Look like a fucking just animal out there. I I will say for all of the. Quentin Johnson really felt like the the only aspect of the game that TCU had, whereas like you're still KU, you're still like a under talented roster, blah blah blah. So like the concern that we get with KU when you go and play better teams that are just more talented, it's like I don't even think Quentin Johnson really did anything from like a technical standpoint, like all that. No, he's today. just an NFL player, and like none of the dudes on KU, except for maybe like Kobe, are right. Like NFL well, like players. the catches he's making, like the I mean, KU's corners, their secondary is like in fine coverage. It's just the dude yeah. fucking six four, and he's being guarded by a five ten corner, and it's like, well, yeah, and like dude, dude's just electric fast, and right. like can break tackles. It just is. Yeah. That's, like, the one dude where it was like, oh, yeah, this guy, like, is going pro, and, like, no one else on this football field probably is, except maybe, right. like, Jalen. Right. Yeah. yeah. So now we have KU versus OU. How do we feel about this, knowing that OU has just been through, like, K-State demoralized them, and now they've just been, So, you know, I want to address that K-State demoralization bad. point. Gavin knows this because he's in that group chat with me on Sleeper. Um... Every team that has beaten Nebraska this year is 1-11 after they've beaten Nebraska. You can look that up. Every team, like, after they beat Nebraska, they're 1-11, which is, like, crazy. The only one is, like, yeah. Georgia Southern for someone. They break teams. That, yeah, so, crazy. like, if Nebraska beats you, so you don't want to beat Nebraska. They're just an albatross, apparently. Yeah, they're, they're, they're the roadblock. So, I... Uh, Oklahoma is the most confusing team in the Big Ten. It is right like they should be like their backup the quarterback talent. look like dog okay, water. So in my opinion, do we, is Dylan Gabriel going to play? First yes. of all, so is, is Dylan he, Gabriel scheduled to play? Is I think so. Play? I thought I saw it earlier that okay. he was cleared to play. Okay, so do we know if Jalen Daniels is playing or not? Like that? No, like, no, no I he's, he's, he's out. He's out injury. for he's out for like at least three weeks. Okay, so that is a huge swaying in my decision. Yes, because Oklahoma is a completely different team with Dylan Gabriel. Because Dylan Gabriel they, is a Dylan Gabriel is a pace. capable quarterback. Whoever the fuck was playing quarterback the last two and a half games is awful. Awful. Like, I, I okay. I mean this in the nicest way possible, but that guy should not be on a college like Power Five roster. Like Will Howard did like more with less. <laughs> Like that dude, that dude literally has like Marvin Mims on his. Like that dude has like NFL caliber receivers on his team, and he can't fucking do anything. Like, can't make I, was wait, I was waiting for them to bring out the old booty, General Booty. I want them to bring out the booty too. Okay, I know. Okay, I don't know who the fuck was calling plays for OU, but like that pop pass they did, fucking stupid. Stupid. Oh my god. You know what? <laughs> okay, let's table this. We're gonna make fun of OU after we talk about the Chiefs. Okay. All right. <laughs> Okay, because so what is your OU doesn't deserve to get off with like a little five minute conversation that we're gonna have yeah. here. OU is fucking trash, and I'm still gonna pick them to beat KU because they got Dylan Gabriel. <laughs> oh, so Dylan Gabriel's back. We know OU. They pick up the pace. They're that fast pace offense that just keeps cranking it out down the field. 
um, when he's healthy, when they're not, they huddle mm-hmm. it, they, they take their time. It's completely different. It's a complete 180. It, yeah. If so, Dylan Gabriel's back, what is your score? My my deal is is I think KU's offense is a little bit worse. It's still good with Jason Bean. Oklahoma's defense is still garbage, but they still have talent. It's really just going to be about whether they get up for the game. If OU yeah. decides that they're not going to get up for the game, they're going to fucking lose because KU's too good to just, like, you know, play. The KU is too good for you not to respect them. And what Brett Venable said over his press conference made me go from definitely thinking OU is going to win this game by about 7 to 10 points to now I got to pick them by, like, a fucking field goal because I don't think OU respects them at all. What did Venable say? Venables basically just said, like, the guys are looking forward to putting this one in the win column or something like that. Like, it oh. was some just bulletin board material. Wow. Yeah, it was It was not a good look. That's, that's a tough one. Yeah, so if they lose, he's going to be clown. Now, here's, what I, here's my opinion on the matter. I think KU's team is reflective of a lot of K-State teams in the past where they're rock solid but they're rock solid with a lot of dudes who try really hard and don't have the talent. And whenever you go against talented teams that are also semi-rock solid, which Dylan Gabriel should make OU a little semi-rock solid, then you just kind of lose those games because talent. So I think Oklahoma finds a little bit more in the tank. I think KU's defense kind of takes a little bit of a step back. They had, like, a really... KU had a weird, like, six quarters of football there where their offense scored, like, a combined, like, 17 points and their defense allowed, like, none. And then it went back to what's been happening all season where KU's putting up a shit ton of points, but their opponent's also putting up a lot of points. So I'm going to go, like, OU scores, like, 38. KU scores, like, 35. Okay. But this game was close last year, too. And KU, yep. if it wasn't for that really controversial uh, call with the uh, pitch back on the uh, forward progress not being yeah. stopped, yeah, KU probably could have won that game. So I do think KU thinks they can win this game. I do think that KU has a good chance to win this game. I just feel like walking to Gaylord is going to be a really tough task. And I feel like Dylan, Ga- Dylan Gabriel is by far the best quarterback they played, at least by at least, like, throwing the ball-wise. I mean, Max Duggan is just kind of like a C-plus quarterback with some mobility, which makes him a B-minus. Gavin? Yeah, this this is like, I know I just said this about KU, but, like, this game really feels like we have two teams that are on the complete opposite ends of, like, expectations, like where we thought they'd be coming into the season. And, like, I just have to believe that that isn't sustainable for like both of them like it just feels incorrect if like if this game is like close or KU wins or whatever I'm just not like calling a score for Oklahoma or KU the rest of the season because it doesn't make any sense it's like just worthless so I'm just going with what like should happen both teams regress back to what we expect a little bit and we got like Oklahoma 45 KU 24 that's a good line. Um, I'm I'm along the same boats as you guys. Like, you hit the nail on the head. There's not much more for me to add. Um, I'm going to have them losing here 
probably around that 30, 30, 30 mark, 32 to 25, 27, 32. Dude 27. refuses to like just say 31. Yeah, yeah, I refuse. I refuse. Dude, it's dude, such a weird number. To have 32 points. It's I can't wait till the day Beans gives us 32 and a half. Like, and just like. <laughs> they're going to score. Uh, they're going to win the game. Uh, Off of five to five. <laughs> 17 to 5. <laughs> and, uh, a square root of 100 to pi. Actually, no, that would just be 10. Square root game of with, 99. A game of nothing but field goals. Like the K-State game. Oh, my God. That would have lost field goals. We technically scored a garbage touchdown and a half. Yeah. You know what, Beans? I'm going to be honest. We should have scored neither of those two touchdowns. <laughs> the fact that we got one is good. So, we're going to move on to K-State. They played the game of the... They, you know, when Alabama and LSU play this game, you know, everyone's talking about how it's one of the great games of all time. When K-State and Iowa State play this game, it's the worst game of all time. And it was, because both those games were fucking garbage. I don't care what anyone says. K-State knocked off uh, Iowa State 10-9 to in a thriller if you actually gave a shit about either of those two teams and just hate your life. It was a thriller to Beans because it was a defensive ball game and we ran the ball battle with a lot of you know, you know it. This was my ball game. I was at a wedding this weekend and I was just sitting there with the table at the re- uh, sitting there with my phone on the table at the reception. Everybody's dancing. I'm watching the game and I'm just going. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have to do that. Oh, dude, I gotta do that shit next week. Ooh. Like during the TCU game, I'm pissed. Ooh. Actually, no. <laughs> okay, Cody Jackson, if you're listening. You made me do this for your wedding, and it was also TCU. This is the second game in two years that I've had to miss for a wedding, and it's both been TCU. It doesn't make any sense. That's but anyways, funny. doesn't so, matter. Yeah, to, to this ball game, uh, a win ugly is great. I'd rather win ugly than lose pretty. The problem is, and again, I like uttered it before, I'm like not sure K-State's actually beat a good team or like played a good team. Winning ugly against bad teams is not indicative of future success. And I'm sorry, all of you K-State Twitter heads that are convinced that this team is better than the 2012 team, but just like... That is a lie. (laughs) Please calm down. Like, you're preparing yourselves to be hurt too much. Just... I just I can tell you this team right is really now. good. This team is really good. We have a great defense. I love this defense. I love everything about it, but this offense is inept. Nothing is it, like proven that different at this point. Go go ahead, Beans. Iowa State has a really good defense. Like I, yeah, probably I, one I, of the I best like, defense. What? I said I would like to say that last week I said it would be a very low scoring game and Iowa State was a bad matchup. And what happened, I was right. Exactly. You called this. And Iowa State, I didn't realize how good Iowa State's defense was until like watching the game and like looking back at the previous. They, they have a good defense. Like they're rock solid. They, their they defense are is much sound. better than our defense. Assignment sound. Except the, on the those two busted that, coverages. Iowa State. Besides the fact. No, those are two weird plays. But, okay. Shit. But look at that play where Malik Knowles is going down the field. They, that The corner could have very easily gave up there and said, screw it, he's going to yeah, score. It, but the fact that he came back and knocked the ball out. I would have a little bit defensive play. Itself. I give that In a vacuum, props. like if he was just there anyways, 
Like, that's a crazy play, like, on its own. The fact that he came from across the field to do it, or down the field to do it, not across. If that is, play happened in the fourth quarter, Iowa State wins that game. Like, like yeah, maybe. I, I don't know. I, I really a, don't think Iowa State was – I hate saying this when we scored our only touchdown on, like, a broken play pretty much, but, like, I don't think Iowa State was capable of winning that game. They just didn't play well enough on offense. Our defense, and, like, played so well, held them to field goals. You just – Iowa State didn't play good enough to win that no. game. We barely did, but we did. And our but offense, think about it. We almost had that. Decker. We almost had Decker as a quarterback. Like, we were strongly recruiting Decker. Oh, God. And, like, Dude, this okay. could be reversed. Like, this no, could... just N-O – I'm going to say this. I'm going to catch so much hate from this, especially because Kylo was left-handed, too. No left-handed quarterbacks. None. I don't care. If I have a left-handed quarterback, like in Madden, I, like, trade them or, like, fetch them. Like, <laughs> two, no. is always, two is always on the trade block. <laughs> Dude, Kyler threw with the wrong fucking hand. I love him to death. But no to left-handed quarterbacks. They all The, the only good one is Steve Young. And, like, Boomer Esiason was, like, left-handed. But, like, that's it. Like, no. I th- This game, I don't want to undersell how, like, well both defenses played. It, like, that is a very, that that is what the game was. The only, like, off, real offensive output happened on just essentially b- broken plays that where uh, we managed to find buy enough time in the pocket and our receivers just found a b- large enough hole against zone that we could actually get the ball downfield. Um but other than that, like it's just a whole lot of not good even defense. Mid. Yeah, mid offense is not executing. Defense is playing really well. I feel no better. I'm happy we got the win, but I feel no better about like our, our team going forward. Besides, we have a bye week than I did like the week before. I I like the fact that we did have a bye week after this. Let's you know this We're is beat like, up. Yeah, this, yeah, this is, up. like, a recover And, and um, Kleiman did say, like, you know, the players are going to slowly come back. <laughs> like, they're not – yeah, and, this is a good coaching way. Like, give your, <laughs> give your players a break, short practices, learn your next opponent, take your time. The next week, then you can go back to your normal schedule. Yeah. I, I agree. The problem, the problem that I have with all that is that all sounds really good, but that's, like, us getting hurt and, like, taken down from our baseline that we entered the season with. And I still don't think the team that entered the season is as good as people think that they are. Because, like, all of our flaws are still there. They're not going to get fixed with health. They're not, like, going to get addressed in any way unless we significantly change something. The only thing that's, like, done anything to make me feel better is the fact that we've leaned into the QB run game a little bit more. But even Iowa State proved that, like, okay, now we see a super athletic quarterback that can run the ball, we game plan around it, and it's not just like a cheat code anymore. I would say I enjoy the bye week. We don't play super well after we come up bye weeks. That has been my experience as a fan under Chris Kleiman, for better or for worse, whatever you want to say. And I will speak more to this next week as we... actually preview k-state's next game we don't need to preview k-state tcu because why would we preview a game when tcu is playing oak state depending on the outcome of that game it depends how we preview the game 
Um, for my money, that game was just a nut check game. I mean, I kind of said said that last week. At least I think I said that last week. I say a lot of things. But that's just a nut check game. Uh, you're going up to Iowa State at night. They're wearing black uniforms. Jack Trice is a really hard player yes. to play. And they match up with you super well. Yep. And that game is pretty much just nut up and, like, get it done. And yeah. you know what? That was, that was a you know, this is very true, like, because of Farmageddon. That was a very blue-collar game. Yeah, love, I mean, that, love every second again, that game, you are, that is a game where you are better than Iowa State, like, yes, I don't think anyone would argue talent wise that K-State is not better than Iowa State, but right. everything is working against you in terms of environment, in terms of matchup, in terms of like excitability for the game and like everything, like nothing is in your favor except that you are the better team. And that is just a game where you have to grow a pair and go fucking win. Sometimes right. a third, sometimes and, a third testicle. Yep. So I mean that that's what you have to do, and that's what they did. Yeah. I mean, let's, for better, let's, for better or for worse, that's what they did. And don't, I mean, don't forget too. This game was literally Iowa State completing a pass that to their best receiver that was very catchable on fourth down away from like. Extending the last drive and more than can likely we, getting a makeable a, a very makeable field goal attempt. Can we talk about that real quick? Like, is he okay? <laughs> like, I feel like he's an NFL caliber wide receiver, and then he just does this. Like, he dropped that ball against KU, and yeah, you no know, cash. Cash DMs me on, or like I I explain I tell that to Cash because Cash is talking shit about how like their Iowa State's one catch away from beating K State and all this stuff and I was like, "Well, he dropped that touchdown the end zone." He's like, "Well, he got you got like blown up." And it's like, "Yeah, but like NFL receivers get blown up all the fucking time." I've seen dude, I've seen like I've never seen I I've seen like receivers like for like Texas Tech catch a ball and then just get fucking blindsided and they just hang on to it. Like receivers yeah. now are just so much better than receivers were 10 years ago. And if you want any chance to play actual pro ball, you make those catches because, like, you're just a pro. Yeah. Like, Quentin Johnson is, like, making that kind of catch. Yeah. Right? And for reasons unbeknownst, Xavier Hutchinson is either in his own head or he has bad hands. And his draft stock is a little bit higher than it needs to be. Yeah, I, I also just, like, in my limited time to seeing him, like, I don't really think he's, like, a difference-making NFL wide receiver. No, well, what no. Iowa State receiver is, like... No, no. no. Let's, let's, let's be fucking real. Like, I don't want to be an asshole. Like, I, I straight up don't want to be an asshole. I, I really liked Alan Lazard and Akeem Butler coming out, and then Alan Lazard went undrafted and is, like, kind of good. Like, he's, he's, mid, he's like, a mid-tier receiver. He's, like, a C-tier receiver. In the NFL in Green Bay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and like he's doing well in like fantasy, but like he's okay, like he's nothing special, like yeah, he's, he's, he's very not amazing. a dude you give like a bag to or anything. And Akeem Butler yeah. like was a third round pick and he fucking sucked. Like, no, yeah, I would say it's just a perennially untalented team. It well, and I wouldn't even say those guys are untalented. And I mean, you got David Montgomery and Brees Hall coming out of there too. Yeah, Brees Hall came from Kansas, though, so... That's a good point. <laughs> Represent! Yep. But, no, I, I, I feel like when it comes to Iowa State with their receivers, they kind of just draft... 
draft. They recruit like six three plus dudes who can just kind of win tough catches, which makes a lot of sense for like if you're going to be like not fast and not talented to just get guys you can make catches in traffic, and that doesn't translate to the NFL because everyone is really fucking good. You know what? No, props to you, Iowa State, because you play your wide receivers and you throw the ball to them. So, hats off to you guys. Very true. They um, get the ball yeah. more than four times a game. Final reaction for the K-State game. I know we're running this long. Uh, my yeah. final reaction to it is just, they got it done. Uh, big props to the defense. You got put on, like, the 50-yard line twice during the end of the game. And you, like, stop them twice, and that's a very notable accomplishment. For the defense, I think, for my money, I would like a couple of calls back on some third downs for Colin Klein. I think uh, I think we got a little too cute running that, like, sprint out pass in the yeah. red zone that one time. And honestly, I kind of feel like I'm, we went for it on, like, we, we did whatever we did on third and one. I don't remember what it was. Oh, I remember what it was. We went with the quarterback, like, power, but, like, it was, like, third and one. It's just, like, should just go with quarterback sneak. Hey, yo, like, for real, though. Yeah, but at the end of the day, the offense got the last first down that they actually needed, and Giddens looked really good doing that last first down. So that's a little bit something excited. We'll see what happens with that. Gavin, yeah, what, are, what are your thoughts on the bye week? Um, uh, my thoughts are exactly what I wrote in the show script. I think it's going to be tough. The cats are going to play pretty ugly, but at the end of the day, they're going to come out without a loss. So pretty much just like the rest of the season, except the two lane game. Uh, I think K State's going to win the health battle in that one. I wouldn't be so sure about that. <laughs> well, yeah, the rest of the season's been ugly enough. We're like. I mean, at this point, Malik Knowles is so untrustworthy and so talented that, like, the dude's going to, like, fucking snap his leg walking downstairs in the student union, so. No, they don't go to student union. They, they go to practice. I, yeah. Not, well, no, not this week. They're taking it slow. Because, oh, that's right. But, they're, going, they're going too yeah, fast so, this week. Yeah, so let me rephrase that. Malik Knowles is going to snap his news, leg at a crap party. What's breaking news? Breaking, breaking news. This is, this is terrible breaking news. I've been informed by Nick Fox via DM that Pete Davidson and some other actors are joining a new Transformers movie, and I fucking hate the Transformers franchise. It's garbage. The first one was fine. There's too many of them. Fuck Transformers. Let's move on. But I like Pete Davidson. <laughs> sure. I like... I think Pete Davidson's funny, too. Um... I would. I got offered to go to the last Transformers movie for free, like a couple years ago. Like they literally told me, like I didn't have to buy a ticket; they'd give me a ticket, and I didn't go. And it was for Fox's birthday. It was literally Fox's birthday, and I had a free ticket, and I didn't go because I hate the Transformers movies so much. Yeah. So breaking news, legitimate breaking news. Sean McVay said Rams haven't made their last offer to Odo Beckham Jr., which I don't think makes any sense because Odo is probably not going to play this year very much. I don't think any NFL team has made their last offer to him. I mean, he hasn't yeah, retired. They made their first offer to him. 
He won't play this season, but I bet he plays next season. He'll play next season. He could For probably sure. play for like the last month of the season. Honestly, when I say he won't play this season, that's more of me just being a fantasy nerd where yeah. like he's not going to play during like any of the relevant fantasy parts of the season, and you shouldn't like draft him because of that. But the Chiefs have made contact with Odell, and this is a segue. Beans, your favorite NFL team. Gavin, yeah. your favorite NFL team. My favorite NFL team is the refs, by the way. So, Chiefs. Do we just want to jump straight to that? <laughs> Do we want to get some off our chest here, guys? No, not really. I already got it off on Twitter. Chiefs win 30-29 to against the Las Vegas Raiders on Monday Night Football. Plenty of controversial calls both way and an assault charge at the end. Gentlemen, there was an electric game. It was a firestorm. It was a firecracker. And that roughing the pasture call made me so angry that I turned the TV off from the nine-minute part in the second quarter until about the nine-minute part in the uh, uh, third quarter. Can we let, let can we progress this game? Like, talk about it in each segment exactly. of which things happen. Yeah, do you guys want to do that? Like, let's talk about yep. the yeah. segments for which they happen. Take well, it away, Beans. Let, let, let's just start. Well, I mean, let's just start with the fact that Kansas City kind of got bitched for the first two possessions and got down like ten Seven, nothing. Yeah, no, it was down seventeen nothing. Why no? It was why? Well, yeah. No, wait, it was fourteen nothing, and then they kicked the field goal. Right? Yeah. Yep. So, or was it seven? It was seventeen. They, they were seventeen. 17 nothing. We were down seventeen. I don't remember. Nothing. It doesn't yeah. fucking matter. Anyways, um, I just want to make a quick point. What happens when you bring in a fullback and you run the damn ball? You own the game. Okay. Am I hearing anything? No, the first, okay, cool. uh, like, 25 minutes game time of this game was just the, like, textbook definition of the Chiefs getting, like, a team's best shot. Like, the Raiders coming in saying, like, we're going to punch We knew out. this was going to happen, though. We knew no, the Raiders. Well, if we did, we wouldn't let them run for 100 yards in the first no, half. No, 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 no. Us yeah. as us. Us. Oh, okay. yeah. I mean, like this yes. is Vegas. I mean, Vegas is like what at the time? Like they've what? lost every game by seven. Every game they have lost by seven or fewer points. Yeah, every I mean they're one and game. three on the season. They're not actually a bad team. No, they're, they've just been they've just been bowl. shat on the last four weeks. <laughs> yeah, and they they finally had some momentum. They beat Denver. So I mean, like yeah. you kind of knew that this game would be a little bit. You know what the scores were? What were our scores last week? No idea. I can ours, take like our, our yeah. you, you write those down the show sheet, right? Yeah, I do. I like to keep these. Records. I want. I want uh, to see Gavin twenty eight back to fifteen. Gavin twenty eight to fifteen. You thirty five twenty four. Me thirty eight seventeen. Oh, I had us losing twenty one to seventeen. It actually looked like that was going to happen for a little bit. Yeah. Oh wait. Oh no. Wait. That yeah. was uh. That was my Iowa. Know. That was my Iowa State prediction. Yeah. Nah, that. that was kind of close. Yeah. I mean, I, anyways. Anyways, so back to, like, the whole thing. Like, this, they were just owning the game, just beating us into the dirt. And I lost hope. Like, I was like, this is it. And they, their, our offensive line wasn't blocking, which, by the way, Orlando Brown Jr. is either going to have to figure it out or... I don't know. He's I mean, we, me we've talked on here about Orlando Brown and our feelings. He's not worth a, like, reset the market left tackle contract. The so. O-line looked irrelevant. I get it. We didn't have Trey Smith. And I've always liked Allegretti. I thought he was a good backup. But I shouted out Andrew Wiley so many times. We gave him his flower. I gave him his flowers last week. And then he does that. 
Granted, he's going against a probably a Pro Bowl talent, Max Crosby. Yeah, I, it just it just felt like we couldn't do anything against an aging out Chandler Jones. I mean, I, we couldn't I mean, do anything early in the game because we just came out and just got punched. I mean, we just weren't prepared. We didn't come into the game prepared, but after that, our offense took care of business, did everything that they needed to, and well, it didn't matter. I would say like the before like. Before just, the roughing the passer call. Yes, no, no, it was the tale of two, two. Yeah, I would roughing say the halves. passer call was honestly like the biggest. The changing like, point. Yeah, it helped the Chiefs so, so much in this game getting that incorrect call. Yeah, let's let's go ahead. And that go that. Let's go ahead and talk about that. Back by the way. Yeah, you kind of cut out there for a little bit. Let's let's go ahead and talk about that roughing the passer call. Like, yeah, as much as Peter we like to do that, I'm about as far away from my router as I can get. So. I actually, so my, one of the guys I work with, he's an official. I've talked about him before. Pissed me off when he said that that's the right call. I wanted to punch him square in the face. I was like, no, that is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I, I said it immediately when it happened. If that would have happened to Mahomes and it didn't get called, oh my God, the stadium oh would have reacted the exact same way. Well, what pisses me off is, and I'm going to rant, this is rant beans is coming out here. We have technology. Shocker! We have technology nowadays. Why can't we go to see don't, what... Don't say that, Beans. Oh my no, god. I don't care. Why can't we go back? We are all questioning it. They were even questioning whether or not to call it. You saw them huddle up and said... Oh my god. I don't no, know what to call dude. here. Okay. I'm going to stop you there right there. Okay, so I don't know what all we've talked about because my internet cut out. And I hate... We're I here. Hate we're here. This is where we're at. I'm, I'm going to make... <laughs> I'm going to make a couple points here. I'm going to make three points. Okay. First of all, um, in terms of the pass interference call, and like I think that was the first quarter on Devontae Adams, Williams needs to get his head around on that, and it shouldn't be a penalty. That's a rookie mistake. That I agree with that. That, yes. that, that pass interference call... Maybe more of that moment. I don't think anybody what? was mad about that. I, like, I don't it, think it, anybody was actually mad about that. I, I thought that was the right call. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Right. I, okay, this is more of a symptom of what I want to talk about, though, for this. Oh. Like, yes, it's the correct call, and he, if he gets his head around and they call it, I would be pissed. I am very tired of underthrown balls going for pass interference calls. I agree. I agree. Like, I, I, agree. Am, I am here to say right now, that that has got to be, like, illegal contact. Like, that can't be pass interference anymore. That is, it is it's bad. Too much, it's too many yards for such a, you know, a... My a opinion ball. is, my opinion on those kind of calls is, like, is that it should be illegal contact for, like, five yards. Yes. Because we can't, I, I can't stand rewarding teams... For underthrowing football. I agree. That is very so, true. I, I, that's more of the point I wanted to make. I've seen so many NFL games where it's like they underthrow the ball and the corner plays it like shit. He doesn't get his head turned around because like he just doesn't know the ball is that underthrown. And then the receiver comes back into him or like he runs through the receiver because the receiver stops immediately and it's like a 50-yard play. So right. I think that needs to be changed. Go ahead, Gavin. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, like, because I'm assuming you're going to the rule being the way it is about roughing the passer after this. Like, the best way for me to rationalize it to myself is, like, 
both of those rules are like objectively hurting the quality of football that we get on the field. It's because they're poorly agree. written. It's the poorly written rules. Are I mean, positive. they're they're not poorly written. They're, they're like written really well. Oh, it's just what they're writing is the fucking NFL, retarded. The NFL is a very yeah. offensive, you know, organization. They everything that's happened Dude, that's is protecting fine. the offense. That, that's completely fine. But I don't need a forty yard underthrown ball going for 40 yards. I, I agree. Yes. Five. I agree with that a thousand percent. So that's what I would say. We, we can argue to the cows come home about what the pass interference penalty should be. Did we lose him again? Oh, we might have. He's not going to be very happy about not being very happy. Oh, I'm going to throw a flag on that one, roughing the passer on Sam Long. 15-yard oh, penalty. 15 or spot a... Oh. He oh. might be back. He might be back. But might not. Might not. No, I, uh, I, I'm guessing where Sam was going next on that was, like, to talk about, essentially, like, yes, it's the right call, the roughing the passer. It's, it just hurts the quality on the field so much. It, it's a, what do you, what else do you want Chris Jones to do there? There's also the, like, reality that Chris Jones had, like, possession of the football at the time that the uh, flag was actually being thrown, like, all of that stuff. I understand it's a dead ball call. It's the correct call. And, like, honestly, in my opinion, because the refs spent the entire second half just lobbing makeup calls the Chiefs yes. way. Oh, no, that's so true. Like, you could tell, like, when first At off, halftime, there was absolutely a conversation that was, like, well, had from New York. So, A, um, Andy Reid didn't go into the locker room at halftime for the first minute or so because he was ripping into Sheffers, the elite official. Just ripping him a new one. B, I've never heard Arrowhead that loud before. There were people that were on, you know, the internet, you know, on the interweb saying like they were at the 142.2 game where they broke the decibel rating. They said that this could have been louder, which I don't understand how we don't read it all the time. Right. But if that's the case, like I th- I know it's because everybody's chanting the same thing. Like, ref, you suck. Like, ref, you suck. That was awesome. Like, I love it. When pissed off Arrowhead comes out, it's an amazing atmosphere. Then, part three, you didn't have Patrick Mahomes come out. You had Patrick LaVon Mahomes come out. When LaVon comes out, game over. Like, he is lit a fire in his ass, and he's not going to stop until they win. Yeah, here, my biggest problem with, like, how this game played out. He's back. I'm back. I, I closed the call. Okay. Um, this is super disjointed, and I'm going to just not even acknowledge that Gavin said I agreed with the, that call because I don't agree with that call even as it stood. I don't even think it was the right call. I think Beans' friend is full of fucking shit because the rule is about driving and putting your full body weight on someone, and I don't think he did either of those. Well, that's what Chris Jones came out and said. He's like, what am I supposed to do? I'm 300 pounds. Is the NFL fashion? No, I don't even – The in my opinion – that rule is in place for the driving of your full body weight onto someone. That is not landing on someone. That is driving your body weight. That is that is Anthony Barr and Aaron Rodgers like years ago. That's where that rule came from. And I don't even think that's the correct call personally. So that's what I wanted to say. But my last thing I wanted to say, and God, this is a disjointed segment. So let me recap. Fix underthrown DPI. Make it more clear what actually is like 
you know, roughing the passer. And for God's sakes, don't make it whatever the fuck Chris Jones was doing. And three, for the love of all things holy, do not send this shit to review. It's going to be the exact same thing that happened when pass interference was able to be reviewed. And it's going to kill the momentum of the game. And it's going to be gone in one year. And it's going to just be a sub- it's going to be subjective. And so, we don't need subjectivity in football. So this is a pendulum. You know, this happened a long time ago when that year Brady got hurt, Ben Bigan got hurt, I think Rodgers got hurt. Like, the, the league was like, we got to protect our players. We got to do this. We got to do that. And then now we're in this pendulum swing. We're like, all right, we've gone too far. Well, we're going to make a rule change. We're going to make a change this offseason. It's going to come back. We're going to have to say, oh, my God, we got to protect our players. Like, this sucks. Like, we're, our players are getting hurt. Then we're going to go back to the other side where, you know, we, we lax a little bit more. It's, it's going to be back and forth. We're never going to find the middle. Let me fix your rule for you, okay? No forcible contact, contact in the head and neck area. No forcible contact below the knees, and no driving. No driving body weight. You can land on body weight. Yeah, no, and no driving action. Well, the thing is, like later in that game, Patrick Mahomes was flung around by Perriman the same way Tua was flung that's around. That's not okay. That too. That's not roughing the passer. That's no. being a tackle. Like, and everyone wants to compare the whole Tua thing to. That's also not roughing the passer. And what yeah. Ray Jarrett did to Tom Brady, that's not roughing the passer. No, that yeah, is exactly just, like that. That isn't. I feel like if you're throwing someone like that, that's not. If we you just, like take the quarterback and fucking throw him over your shoulders, then yeah, like if you do that to anyone, it should probably be a penalty. Us as fans and defensive players just want consistency. That's all we want. Yes, well, all we want is consistency. If you're gonna if you're gonna call it every time, any any time. Well, first off, I think Chris Jones just happened to screw Goodell's wife because it seems like he just gets effed over every game. But he is like one of the most penalized like players that isn't for like a dirty player no, or anything. For no for no reason whatsoever. But anyways, like I don't care if like you happen to just touch the quarterback and you throw a flag. All I want is consistency. Just call it consistent everywhere. I want all games that we're watching every week from week one until the Super Bowl, I want the same call. That's all I, I want. So I I completely agree with everything there, but the problem with regarding consistency is like I see that roughing the passer call consistently get made. The biggest issue that I had with officiating in this game was completely changing how the game was refereed for the entire second half oh, they were in an making, effort they to were make up, up for. for oh you know, yeah, they were they were, they were completely making, making up for like that. To be honest, if I was a Raiders fan, I'd be fucking pissed. Because oh, no. you could the tell correct Josh call McDaniels. was made, but because it happened on national television and it's a controversial rule and all that, you just got fucked in the second half in a it game that wild, you barely the, lost. The most roughing the passer call that happened was absolutely like on that last play. Yes. Derek Carr yes. got fucking smoked. And I, yes, yes. I, I honestly thought they were going to throw the flag on that, but I they they, they, they didn't. So, so like we'll get to that because we're still working in segments. Yeah. So uh, there there is more game after Chris Jones roughing the passer. I didn't see some of it because I was I well, angry after that. Like we're going into halftime and Matt and Matthew Wright, Wright made a fifty nine yard field goal, didn't he? Yeah, and he missed a field goal earlier. Like he missed a yeah. forty-one yard chipper, and then yeah. the balls on Andy Reid to say no better yeah. than Matt Amon- Matt Amendola. No, I agree, but this was the longest kick in Arrowhead Stadium. No shit. Yes, 
Hey, Rutgers hey, came from break a, that this year. Oh, he never plays again. Yeah. Well, the fact that like the balls on Andy Reid to say, you know what, this guy missed a forty-one yard chipper. I that was a complete turnaround in momentum right there. We went from being just booing the refs to cheers because he just made a. If we would have missed that, the tides would have been way different. But that just gave us like that small glimmer of hope. And then coming back out of halftime, like it was just game over. That Jarek McKinnon run, like he was yeah, running like a bat out of hell. Run. Yeah, but he just it was a bat out of hell on that. Like he did really good this game. Clyde Edwards Alaire, I can't say the same thing. But no Isaiah Pacheco. Pain. Yeah. Suffering. Agony. But at that point, Levon came out. Levon came out, he went scorched earth. Travis Kelsey with the weakest 20, you know, the strongest 25-yard game I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, you know? Gavin seriously almost lost a fantasy game because of that, which was just <laughs> hilarious. You know, usually when a tight end or a receiver scores four touchdowns, they're usually in triple digits of receiving yards. But the fact that he had 25. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, Gavin. If he would have had like 120 and like four TDs, like you wouldn't have been mad, right? No, like you no, been- 100%. I was... Yeah, like... I think that was the point that was getting lost in translation in our group chat. Was you're no. mad that he has 25 yards and no, four literally, they're like, dude, Travis Kelsey is just awesome. And I'm like, and here, as a fucking sports analyst on this podcast, why, when we have no receivers and when we like are struggling for offense, why isn't Travis Kelsey just awesome the rest of the fucking field? Yeah, why can't like, we just lose him at all points? He, okay. has to, he can only create separation in the tightest parts of the field. It so, was the equivalent of, like, Jordan Howard for, like, that one-month stretch, like, two years ago, where dude, like, scored two touchdowns every game and had, like, 10 yards rushing every game. So, I listened to Travis Kelsey's podcast, and he kind of talked about this a little bit. Like, they were bracketing him the whole game. Oh, that I believe it. They were double-teaming him. Diablo was on his ass. If he was, you know, he was, like, flies on cow shit that whole game. And... It yes, just seemed Gavin. like, yes. Um, I don't want to hear shit about Travis Kelsey getting bracketed because one time in a specific ISO cam, I saw him getting bracketed with the defensive end out in coverage at corner. So I'm pretty sure. I saw certain. that too. I saw that too. <laughs> and here's my biggest problem. Here's my biggest issue. The defensive end was on inside leverage where Travis Kelsey has the whole rest of the field to create separation and run away from this dude. And the corner on the opposite side would have to go around the defensive end just to stay with Travis Kelsey. And he's the only athletic guy out there athletic enough to stay with Travis Kelsey. So I, I know that's just one play. It pissed me off. Um, I but think we ran it. I think we ran sure it. just ran to open space, Gavin. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, they he <laughs> talked about that. <laughs> Man, I really got Gavin good on that one. I hate it here. So, <laughs> he did about, in the red zone. I'm just saying. Well, like, no, yeah, he, he did do it in the red zone. He talked about that on his podcast, and it just seems like whenever they get into the red zone, like the reason Andy Reid has his, he's in his bag in the red zone because there's so many trick plays that they run that they just lose him because of that. They lose him because they are so, you know, yes. He does not disappear. Okay. I believe I'm so he does. I think he appearing. has an imaginary cloak, no. and he's just gone. And then he just the, appears out of nowhere three with the players, ball in his hands. The three players, I don't give a shit who they are, because we could put fucking 
we could put three trees out there that run downfield and like the defense would follow the trees and then just like disregard the fact that Travis fucking Kelsey, our best offensive weapon was the person behind the trees. It's like, he just, it's like Cooper cup. The thing that's like, God, how did we have a linebacker on? Like, I don't know. Maybe because you look, Hey, number 10 on the, on the Rams, I'm going to go cover him with a linebacker. The defense decides this shit. I'm like, so I understand all these concepts. We do all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. Travis Kelsey was physically like five yards open on all of those just because the defense just forgot that he existed for like three and a half seconds. <laughs> it's like Gavin, forgetting to cover Michael Jordan on the game winner yes, from the no, range. Yeah, yes. Gavin, I honestly don't give a shit how it happens. We're winning because of it. I don't care. I, 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 I don't care. care. Of us give a shit. It's just... <laughs> Let's yeah, recap just, what Beans just said there. We, he, we scheme him open and we do all this stuff and then, nope, nope, doesn't matter. We're winning games. That's all that matters. Dude, Again, like the, the broader point is, is you have to had, wonder what is going to happen when a team decides that they're going to not lose Travis Kelsey in the red zone. Because like Travis Kelsey is a great route. Like he's an awesome route runner and everything. But like at some point, like, a team is going to decide, and NFL teams are mostly good enough to do this, that, hey, you're not going to fucking score in the red zone uh, with this guy. You got to do something different. And, like, yeah. Travis is good enough to make an awesome, crazy, highlight reel, catch, play, whatever. But, like, again, it's just one of those things, like... The defense makes that decision. That's We're, we're that's still it. waiting on the receiver that we can trust as the number two. No, and we used them in the two-minute drill, just not the rest of the game. Yes. I will say, though, I'm pretty sure that's the lowest amount of yards in a four-touchdown performance a receiver has ever had. Probably. I, I think I think that's what I saw earlier. I can't there, remember. There's not a lot of uh, four-receiver uh, receiving touchdown games ever, so that that's impressive. I, I have nothing doing. left to say on this game that isn't just going to piss me off more, so I'm going to... Um, no, uh, yeah. end of the game... So, so let's start the ending sequence. I want to just go to the ending sequence. I want to leave I, this I, part I, I do, too. I do, too. Because, okay, I am not not a fan of analytics, right? Like, I think analytics definitely have a place in-game. Yes. You know what I mean? There were some very, like... Egregious calls here. I don't want to say <laughs> egregious, but some very, like... It, 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 they're, they're calls that, like, run parallel to, like, when you're thinking with your dick, right? <laughs> like, when you're trying to get with some girl, like, trying to get with some girl, and you know she's a fucking nutcase, and you're thinking with the wrong head. That's what it looked like during the last, like, bit of it. Because, like, Andy Reid's sitting here, just like, okay, I'm up seven, and I can kick an extra point, and, like, we won't be able to lose this game in regulation. And, like, if the Raiders score and get two points... Then, like, I have Patrick Mahomes to go, like, with lead the game-wing drive. But if you get the two-pointer, you go up by, like, two possessions, and you pretty much have uh, game in hand. Like, whatever. And in my opinion, I think that's just a dumb call. I bet the analytics say it's not. But the analytics said, yeah. The opinion, I've always been of the opinion that I think that's fucking stupid because now you introduce the possibility of losing the game if the Raiders score and go for two. So that's my opinion. We went for two as well. Yes. So Josh McDaniels goes for two also. Um, they're down 30 to 29 at this point. 
And I don't hate this call to go for two because you're the worst team on the road. Whatever. I don't like going eye form and running it up the goddamn middle. I don't feel like that is... I understand, like, that is probably a more efficient play, but you have got to have something in your bag better than fucking halfback ice I, over Josh McDaniels. If, okay, here's my statement. If it was third and one and they called that play, I love that play because they were owning the ground game. You know, they yeah, were. Yeah, but like this is. But on a two point convert, on a two point conversion, I agree. Change that call. That's. Yeah, this is. No. This is fucking best play. Yes. Like, like you have, you have a, like us, it's not a big list, but you have a little section in your play call sheet, two point conversion under two minutes. Like it is there. It is there. And if I formation, I, you know, zone left is in there, throw it out. <laughs> like, I don't understand yeah. that. That's again, crazy. Like, again, I don't, I think the decision by Andy is fucking stupid. Personally. I agree with that too. Yes. I, 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 I again, yeah. I, I understand the analytics. I don't, I don't fucking give a shit. Like that's. They whatever. did also, they also did bring the house on that. So, yeah. And then, in my other opinion, I think I like the decision by Josh McDaniels. I think it makes sense. At I, I hate the decision by Andy because you have the better team and you have the home field advantage. You don't need to fucking do that. You have yeah, the momentum. I, I'm okay with it from the Raiders' perspective. I think you need to call a different play. And then, for my money, the last thing that was just very confusing was I, it was like – it was third and, like, three-ish for the Chiefs, around, like, the 50-yard line or so. And first down, like, all but puts the game on ice. And, like, not getting it is, like, a couple of things. Like, a couple of different outcomes. I think the Raiders had, like, one timeout left, I think it was. Yeah. And the Chiefs threw the ball, and they threw it, like, deep. I'm assuming it's because everything underneath got covered. Mm-hmm. But, like, in my... Here's my opinion, right? I am such a fucking weenie in those situations. I don't... Sure, yeah, you can call me a weenie, like, not aggressive, everything. I I would refuse to come out of that play without 40 seconds being run or the Raiders having zero timeouts. Yeah, exactly. That is just my opinion. It's... It is third and three. I'm not saying you have to hand the ball off. But what I am saying is, is Pat, if, like, the read ain't there, like, fucking take the sack. Like, don't, like, this ball cannot go incomplete. Because, again, football isn't, like, on paper, if that makes sense. But if you make, like, an outcome chart, it's, like, you get the first down. Or it's like if you throw and you get the first down, you pretty much win. If you throw and don't get the first down, like by an incompletion, then like you have a, a very negative outcome. Like you yeah. don't do anything. Like running is very conservative, but assuming you don't turn the ball over or get out of bounds, like both the options are positive. I think it's worth noting, too, like, how dominant our run game, our offensive line and run blocking, like, all of those things should be factored into that decision, too. Like, it's extremely possible, even against a stacked box, we still pick up the first down on third and three. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, that, running the ball. Again, that's my opinion. 
Andy Reid gets paid a lot of money and has Patrick Mahomes, and he. I feel like this is a second guess type thing that Andy just has to weigh. I'm not Andy. I can Monday morning quarterback this. I don't face criticism, but you know for a fact if they don't pick up that first down, and it's because we ran the ball and Patrick Mahomes didn't touch it, and we lose, then Andy is going to get fucking crucified then up on Tuesday. Yeah, if, uh, reg- regardless of either way that turns out, um, I'm I'm a hundred percent not sure if the ball was catchable or not. But like, if Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro don't like trip each other up after they both have beat their respective corners deep, like. Where this is a completely different game that we're talking yeah, about. Right, I, thought, right I, thought, the conversation. I thought that was a PI on our players, and I was like, oh shit. And then they start, I, showed that back camera where they ran into yeah. each other. I'm like, Hunter Renfro is the best DB on the Yeah, there's you know. I mean that that play for the Chiefs, like both corners get toasted. You already yes. got toasted once earlier in the game when you brought pressure and they lobbed it up to Devontae Adams deep. And at the same time, then you, like, just destroy Derek Carr and risk getting another dropping the passer. That last play was, like, really brutal. Like, from just a discipline standpoint, that play was uber brutal. And, like, that's just one of those you, that's one of those you just, like, laugh. I did. I physically did. Hunter Renfro is such a good route runner, too, where, like, he's keeping his head downfield to sell that uh, go route, and then he doesn't whip his head around until the last minute, to which Devontae Adams, I think he, I don't know what they were running. They were either running a scissor route where they both I think it was a 15-yard rub route. I really think it was a rub route 15 yards downfield. I thought they were running scissors, and they were supposed to cross and go. But from what I heard was that Renfro was running a sail route, which is a really long curl. Yeah. He would and then re- Devontae Adams was not getting leverage on the outside, so he's running a seam, and they just collide. And de- because of Hunter yeah, Renfro— I, I genuinely think that they were just going for a deep vert shot to Devontae. Yeah. And, and just I hoping that uh, the sail route would kind of fuck up the DB yeah. and just be a super easy toss. Well, Hunter yeah. Renfro's perfect route running ability caused an imperfection route run. <laughs> like it was. Well, you running. know, you, you could argue that Devontae Adams got too much inside or didn't he, get enough he, outside yes. leverage. Yes, yeah, so. I I really think that like it was kind of incredible watching both. Like, because Hunter Renfro could have just said "fuck the route" and kept running deep. Like both of the both of the wide receivers had beat their respective corners off press, yeah. had no safety help over the top, and could have just ran. Like, there's I, I didn't nothing the, stopping either of them from doing I'm, that. I didn't look at the play entirely, but I think if we go back and look at it, I think Devontae Adams is supposed to be further up, you know, further, lined up further outside yes. than where he well, was. I mm-hmm. think he was lined up too close. I don't know if that's because, I don't remember if they were in hurry up or not. But No, uh, they weren't because the previous play was the incompletion to Devontae. Oh, that's right. But Which, I think by Devontae, the way, was I don't think really Devontae. supposed to be a completion. He yes. had like control of it with a thumb and like two fingers, and yeah, it barely bobbled. So, so that was that was very close. If I would not have been super upset, they called that a catch because that's a that's a lot closer than people want to give it credit for. Yeah. So I don't want to like put a nail in the coffin of beating a dead I horse here. Put a nail in the coffin on the Chiefs. Great win. Crazy game. Crazy game. Just it was a great Monday night game. game. Compared to 49ers and Bears, this was awesome. You know? Oh my god, dude. Compared to fucking Broncos and Colts. We 
Thank you. you. Know, that's the only mention. No, no Broncos talk this week. Other None. than that, they don't deserve so, our time. Now we're faced against a hell of a team. Like, yeah, we're playing Bills. the Bills. Yeah, we're. I wish this was a night game. This screams just, you know, shots fired, haymakers being thrown. But the fact that it's a three twenty-five game is just, meh. Died. It'll be the lead game on Fox, won't it? I think so. Yeah. Does, like does this game to you guys the big difference between that the playoff game and this game right here? I feel like I could see a scenario where the Chiefs just gets fucking boat raced and like we can't hang. I don't see we a got scenario boat raced last year. I I don't see a scenario oh, where like, we can do that. That is hell. There's I, no scenario where we can do that to Buffalo. Buffalo like. I don't know how we're going to contain Josh Allen because the only, our sure tackler right now is Nick Bolton and Justin Reed, twenty yards downfield. Like those are our sure tacklers right now. It's so true. Like, and that's scary. Like Frank Clark, yeah. he, he's kind of wishy washy here. Um, you know, Chris Jones, he does good, but he only does good against the pass. Derek Naughty, he's only good against the run. And uh, we'll get uh we'll get Willie Gay back soon though. Not this week. We do get not McDuffie back. McDuffie, right? yes, McDuffie's back though. Yes, that, I did read that. That will help out a lot considering they have just one of you know between Gabriel da- uh, Davis. And- okay, I I don't want to like be offensive to Gabe Davis, but Gabe Davis is like an okay receiver with an awesome quarterback. Yes, no, exactly. He's but like he's, he's like Marquez Valdez Scantling, but like a little bit better. Yeah, I, he's above average. He's he's like a 60th percentile wide receiver in the NFL. They always just yeah. he always just seems to win these matchups here. Like they put, you know, they always seem to have just a wrong corner DB on him, and he just wins those routes. Yeah, I mean he not not to piss Gavin off, but I mean he is he is pretty fast and he's pretty big. Like he is a matchup problem for like a smaller yeah. corner and stuff. Oh, okay. I was wondering when you were going to piss me off there. Okay. Well, okay. Like I'm just saying it's a size, speed, weight, like mismatch. Yeah. Yeah. That I, is, that's all I for, mean. For as much shit as we're going to talk on like Gabe Davis here, uh, this like we're disregarding good. Stephon Diggs and like the chiefs don't have a receiver on their roster that they're consistently playing that is doing anything we just said about Gabe Davis but, or anything else. Like yeah, beneficial. I mean, did Gabe Davis would be, like, our number one wide receiver, probably. Yeah. Yes. Oh, so, yeah, so they have Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis. You want to hear our leading uh, receivers from the past few games? Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Juju, uh, outside of tight ends, by the way, just outside of tight ends. Yeah. Yeah. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Juju, Justin Watson, and, yeah, that's it. And... I understand. There's going to be the people that, like, come out and be like, well, Marcus Valdez-Scantling had 90 yards. You know, like, they're, they're still doing stuff. Marcus Valdez-Scantling is running crossers 30 yards downfield on plays that take six seconds to develop. Like, this is the same shit we talked about with Traylon Burks. Like, that doesn't really take skill for an NFL wide receiver to do. Yeah. We set up big, a, like, fast. yeah, we set up a quick slant for him late in the game, and it bounces off his hands because he's Marcus Valdez-Scantling. Like, I understand the counting numbers are there, but, like, please, for the love of God, just, like, pay attention to how the counting numbers are coming. Yeah, yeah like, counting, and 
fantasy watching is not the same as like actual game watching and how like guys mix and match with each other and like what everyone can and can't do and how they win and everything the chiefs the chiefs for better or for worse don't have a wide receiver right now that's like legitimately winning routes unless it's like mccall on like a deep shot or something like that or something they get schemed up a a couple of positive notes for this game is they're they're hurt their defense is hurting yeah yeah so that is going to help us out a lot and another thing that I think, I don't know how I'm going to put this, and it's going to sound twisted. I think Spagnuolo, so we're all, we've talked about this before. Spagnuolo is always in his bag on blitzing the living hell out of whoever's on the field. If you have a pulse, you're going to blitz at least three times in a game. I think he's going to keep it simple. He's going to make McDuffie and Sneed cover their guys. There's not going to be a lot of blitzing. I think he's just going to have... God, the- I hope not. <laughs> yeah, Josh gonna- Allen's going to eat us alive if we blitz, like, fucking six no, dudes. No, that's what happening. I mean. Like, I think Spags is going to keep it simple stupid. But to a certain degree, I think he's going to have to generate pressure because if Allen- Josh Allen has time, that's when he eats the-, the most. That's when he gets the best game, like, is when he's got time. Um, it's going to be... I think- this is really stupid, but this is this is basically like how professional football works. Really, no, how yeah. football works in general once you get to a certain level. Can your defensive line generate pressure without blitzing? If yes, you have a really good chance to win. If no, you are going to probably lose. This yeah. is an AFC championship game right here. This is, you know, these guys are probably going to be playing okay. against each other in the playoffs at some point. Hopefully... Yeah, I I hope so. I'm not quite there with the Chiefs yet. I mean, I I wouldn't be mad if we didn't have to play, but if we like made it to the AFC title game, Buffalo. No, but what I'm saying is this is our this is our like our baseline right here. Like this is where we know we're we're gonna learn a lot about where we're at. We're gonna. I I agree with that. Like we mentioned about with K State earlier, like we're gonna see who has the biggest testicles this game and see how this goes. Like, um, what are our score predictions? Eh. So for my money, I think the Chiefs are pretty up and down on how they get up for games, right? You see it with Tampa Bay, and they bring their S-plus to your game. And you see it with Indy and Oakland, or Vegas, excuse me. And they're bringing, like, C and B games, right? Yeah. And we're getting in a lot of trouble bringing C and B games to the table. I think Kansas City is probably going to bring a at, at least their A game for this game because it's really easy to get up. And Kansas City is pretty good when they play their A game. However, I know for a fact that Buffalo, on paper, is better. And I know that this is definitely Buffalo's Super Bowl in the regular season, for sure. And I know for a fact that they're going to care about this game way more than we are, probably. I've seen this game played out twice in the past 365 get days i was at one of them and we got fucking dis- we, we got dominated right yes and then we should have lost the second one until we came back with 13 seconds so i honestly don't think that this is a game that's necessarily i wouldn't say it's not winnable it's any given sunday obviously this is not a game i would expect us to win this is a game i would expect us to lose by multiple scores, and then hopefully come playoff time, we figured some stuff out, and we kind of get into our little bag thing. 
So I would say with our defense playing the way they are, we're probably giving up about 38 points, and we're probably scoring about 24. Gavin? Yeah, I, I don't care that my score looks exactly like Sam's because I was sitting here thinking 35-21. So yeah, that's so. I mean that's what it feels. I, I, gave us some, I, I put some field goals in there, I suppose. I like yeah. that. I like to say that there's going to be field goals in the game. I I guess so. That's a hot but take yeah. right now. I mean, for <laughs> my again for yeah, you're right. Yeah, just for my money, it's just like okay, we're if, if Kansas City comes out here and doesn't get like if Kansas City loses by one score and keeps it a really nice game. I'm going to be pretty hyped about it. But right now, I just don't see it. Yeah. Um, this game in Buffalo, like, there, there's some crazy dudes up there. Like, they're, they're just something else. They're just different animals. I don't know what they are. We don't know who they are yet. Scientists are still trying to figure that out. Um, they're just rowdy sons of bitches. Um, this game is scary to me. I don't know if we're going to have butt kicker back yet. I, I just I don't know. Like I I think this is a loss. I, I agree with it. Um, I think it's going to be uh, I think it's going to be just uh, just a big L in our in our game. I think it's going to be forty five twenty one. There is some. You know what I don't like, Gavin. Oh I don't like how some of our league mates, and I don't think he'll listen to this podcast. I don't like how some of my league mates have been texting me over the past couple of weeks asking me for fantasy advice. It, I, what is your policy on that? Do you give them any advice, or do you just like say nothing? I just, I just tell them what I think. I. Yeah, but this this fantasy advice is like going to actually impact me. And so okay, I'm yeah, like, if they're playing me, I'm not helping them. But like, well, any other I, I get that, I get that, I get that. Uh, this is more of an acquisitional uh, mm. nature. So this is a competing for a you know potential acquisition. Like, do you no, just, I don't give people trade just, advice in leagues I'm playing with you, them. Yeah, like that's what I'm thinking. Um. I'm not editing this out, by the way. No, we're we're not editing, so we're gonna just. No, I think uh, we've pretty much covered the three big teams here. Let's blow through some uh, news from around the NFL and around the rest of the world, and then yeah, get I, to. I just, told, I just told them you got to do what's best for you. <laughs> That's such a B B minus answer. Dude, okay, but like I'm trying to do like the same thing, right? Like I'm not. First of all, like d- home dude is like doing a bidding war and it's like okay i like asked you about this guy like two days ago and now you're like making it a bidding war i don't even know if i want to keep my bid in you know what i mean like do you just go scorched earth and be like hey yeah like this is gone you know i'm i'm texting i'm texting dude telling him my offers pulled at eight tomorrow i just wish that uh people would like offer trades for players before they had a desperate need for them because they, for some reason, don't change their fucking price even after they have a desperate need for them. Oh, my freaking Lord Almighty. Beans, take us through the news from the rest of the NFL and around the world. Yeah, because our esophagus is getting a little sore from this episode. So beautiful. Um, Dude, okay. You got to look at the trade that just happened in league. I got so boned. 
So um, we kind of touched on the Devontae Adams situation. I'm not going to touch more on that. He could either face 180 days in jail or a fine or both. I don't know. It, it's up to Kansas City for that. Um, Matt Rule uh, fired. Gavin, what are your thoughts? Wait, hang on. Okay. No. Uh, um, so Matt Rule's a fucking idiot. Uh, <laughs> he's going to be a great college, college coach. He's going to be a so great college coach. I have coach. a beautiful stat for you guys, and it's just going to encapsulate everything Matt Rule. Because like we, the very first episode of this podcast, I came on here and made fun of them uh, firing Joe Brady, who obviously was the problem. I mean, he made Teddy Bridgewater support 3,000-yard receivers there when he was their quarterback or their offensive coordinator. Clearly, he was the issue. Since Matt Rule has been their head coach, they are 1-17 in 17 when the offense scores fewer than 17 points. Wow. Yeah. That, um, they are completely and utterly inept when it comes to using – like their talented players on their team. And I think that's it's a been, way to get fired. I think it's been McAdoo. Uh, it's both, but like if you look at if you looked at the Giants before, like when Ben McAdoo was there, like that offense was horrible. They weren't doing anything right. It just wasn't going anywhere. I'm pretty sure they were ranked last in the league in, in production from the offense. They come to Carolina, I guess where they're at. They're in last in I, offensive production. Like it, there is no like science here like no i i get i me me talking about joe brady being fired like kind of goes hand in hand with ben mcadoo because you fire like somebody who's objectively good at their job replace them with somebody who's objectively bad at their job and then on top of that you have a coach who's also objectively bad at his job it is a whole bunch of just shit in carolina right now so when, when ben mcadoo was in new york they had three formations Three. Did they work? They lost it almost. They lost a lot. I, um, so, a couple things. One, pour one out to the dude who had Nathaniel Hackett first uh, coach fired and really thought that he was going to get that. Wow. Um, you know that he put that on there for, like, just for funsies. And then, like, he almost won. Because... I bet you he gets fired next week because of this oh, now. Yeah. Hack I, it just for funsies. But so rip to anyone who had that and thought they might actually cash that. Um I wanna know where it went wrong, right? Because Matt Rule looked like he was doing a good job for like the first season. First yeah. season and like first four games. Through his first twenty games as an NFL head coach. Um, he looked good. They were like 4-0, we're like 3-1. He had won some games with Kyle Allen. Like, things were looking okay, and like they looked like they were trending in a really positive direction, and then it just fucking went off the rails. Like, and it wasn't even, it, and like, it was, like, he didn't have Christian McCaffrey for the majority of his first year, and they were still like doing some okay stuff. And then they didn't have him for the majority of the next year, and like, Things still were kind of just, like, the defense got better. Like, things were still kind of trending in an okay-ish direction until the second half of the season. And then, like, it just fell off. Like, I, I genuinely wonder, like, how he lost that locker room. Like, he had to have done something. Sure. I think, I think the whole Sam Darnold, like, the whole 
I don't know. I just feel Man. like the people they were bringing in, and I get it, that's not a Matt Rule thing, but I I think there's just a lot of locker room scenarios to where they brought in wrong people. Yeah, I, I think... I think we're looking at it the wrong way. Regardless, this is a guy who, when he went to Baylor, like took a program that was fresh off of like all these scandals, destroyed, and just like brought it right back up to relevancy. Obviously, had to win over the locker room there, all that stuff. Then goes to the NFL. It really doesn't matter why, what happened, whatever. The fact of the matter is, the head coach somehow lost the locker room, and like when you do that as a head coach when there's millions of dollars on the line, all this stuff in the NFL, like you're just not going to stay in the NFL as a head coach when you do that. Like good coaches yeah. aren't having that happen. Think about all the problems that the chiefs have had. We have arguments on the sidelines with our OC and our quarterback and our head coach, like frequently a little too frequently. And that like, that doesn't matter still. Like we're, we see that on television, you know, some stuff happens behind the scenes, but like Andy still keeps it under wraps Keeps the locker room like intact. Everybody's okay. It's because Andy's a good coach. It's because he can like make that stuff work. It Matt Rule just over time just didn't have that ability. Didn't I didn't have the respect of the locker room. Nothing. I think Alabama is going to have the best coaching staff next year between Matt Rule, Scott Frost, and uh, Chris from uh, Wisconsin. He's going to have just the greatest, greatest coaching staff next year. Yeah, that's. We've seen this a billion times. Uh, college coach goes to the pros, sucks, goes back to college. Like, I yeah. mean, it's a different game. You're coaching guys that are being paid to put, which ironically now college players are being paid. But like, there's Maybe. a different mindset in the NFL. You're dealing with professionals. You're not dealing with 18 year olds. All yeah. that different uh, things go into it. So, um, Gavin. Mm-hmm. Something happened this weekend with a former K-State player. Do you want to talk about him? What happened with the former K-State player? What I miss? <laughs> my Tyler boy. Thompson played. My boy, my insurance salesman. He played the NFL <laughs> game. <laughs> Sam just resurrected from the dead. next week. That <laughs> dude's off my taxi squad, Gavin. He's playing this week in Dynasty. Hey, guys, we had a NFL quarterback on our roster, starting NFL quarterback on our roster and couldn't for five seasons and couldn't win more than seven games. So I'm not sure why we would celebrate this, but uh, gut Skyler, good for you. I'm so proud of you for like making this work. You are always a like pro ready and just like capable of running an offense quarterback. Your health, your like ceiling, all those things let you down. I'm sorry about that. A lot of that stuff you can't control, but like those things are still there. Like, he's still the third-string quarterback on a team where the only reason he's starting is because we made, like, ch- we've makeshift changed the medical definition of a concussion, even though we have decades of medical research telling us what a concussion was. But then a national television game made us determine that a concussion is something different now. Dude, dude, like, okay. Skyler Thompson wins. You know, he's starting for the next couple weeks. Two is out. Who are they playing again? This week? Who are they playing this week? I have no idea. No I'm idea. That up for you All right. If, if the Dolphins win this week and Skyler throws for four-plus touchdowns and 300-plus yards, and we're talking like has an awesome game, a like crazy game, I'll buy a Skyler Thompson jersey, put it right fucking there. The Vikings. Right. They play the Vikings. The Vikings defense is terrible, so he has a shot. 
But yeah, if Skyler puts up four TDs, 300 yards, and wins, right there. Please, for the love of God, NFL, put this in our area. Like, <laughs> I tried they to watch won't. it last I, I, I know. know. Dude, you're getting I, the Cowboys game, and you'll like it. I know, and it's going to suck. In NFL Plus, just I, one week free trial. I, I wouldn't be, like, agreeing with myself if I didn't ask the question, who's the Dolphins' fourth-string quarterback? I know. Uh, no, no, Sennett, I was just thinking it? that. Who? No, it's literally a dude like named Senate or something along those lines. No! Read Senate or something. No, of course it's fucking Senate. We gotta get Ben Senate involved. I, <laughs> let me let me look if Sweet has it. I can't even get it. a week off from Ben Senate for Jesus Christ. God, like read Senate. Let me look. I'm I'm trying to um, find it right now. It's they, at least week. they worked him out. He's been around the team for a while. Dolphins. Um, Roster. It's our bye week, guys. I'm not supposed okay, to. Okay, but for real though, Teddy Bridgewater is expected if he clears concussion protocol to actually like back up Skyler for this game. What? Oh my gosh. Yeah, Skyler is starting because Teddy Bridgewater can't practice till or play till Re- Thursday, so he literally doesn't have any time for pre to prepare. Read Senate. I told you it was Senate. It's Teddy Bridgewater's like. 10th NFL season. I'm pretty sure he could get by without a week of practice. Was the gap I between mean, him and Honest Skyler to God, really though, tall? like, if they think Skylar Thompson is worth anything, right? then, like, you might as well see. Because, I mean, if Skylar Thompson goes out there and, like, plays well, then he just took Teddy Bridgewater's job. He didn't yeah. play bad in the last game, but, like, no. that's kind of the, like, exactly what I said. Like, he's going to play fine. He's a pro-ready quarterback. He's Mac Jones from last season, where, like, it it's looks worse. really good. Because he's a rookie and like he can run an offense and he's pro ready, but like at the end of the day, after he starts for a while, NFL teams are gonna go, yeah, but he really doesn't have the ceiling that we want. Blah blah blah. No, blah. dude, Skyler Top. If Skyler Thompson is a career like journeyman backup, like Chase Daniel, that is an absolute win for him. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he's destroyed expectations at that point. All I'm saying is like. Three rookies are starting at QB right now: Skyler Thompson, Bailey Zappi, and Kenny Pickett. I'm here. I'm here for it, man. I'm, I'm I all about it. Malik Willis was the number three pick in the draft, so we're just a little far away away from that at this point. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm just waiting for uh, Malik Willis to take Ryan Tannehill's job, and I'm pretty sure I'll be waiting here for a long ass time for that. Now I don't know if they. Uh, well, yeah. Okay. We don't need. I don't know. So you know, Skyler. Good. Good for Skyler. Um, this is a mandatory baseball exists. Shut up. I don't give a fuck about your phone. Ah, you are really going to be like that, aren't you? Yes. Um, okay. Baseball playoff started. Mets choked. Mets led their division for seven hundred or 171 days out of 180, and they lost the division. Haha, ha, Mets. So we got Dodgers, Padres, Phillies, Braves, Astros, Mariners, Yankees, Guardians. Don't know what all the series are at at the current moment. Who you got, NLAL, who wins and why? Quick hitter. Dodgers. Because Dodgers. That's the only answer I ever have is Dodgers. Gavin, well, who are they going to beat? Doesn't matter. Fuck it, Gavin, who you got? (laughs) Uh, I don't feel qualified to give an answer to a baseball question. Dodgers, got it. (laughs) 
Um, for my money, I genuinely feel like baseball is just fucking weird, and like weird teams make weird runs. Um, I'm going to take the Phillies. I don't even know if the Phillies won today. Let me. Okay, wait a minute. Let me check to see if the Phillies won their game today. If the Phillies won their game today. I'm taking Phillies versus uh, Phillies versus uh, Yankees. Uh, 2010 rematch. Give me Yankees in the World Series for the win. Let me check if the Phillies actually fucking won their game though. If they didn't, then I'm going Braves over Yankees. Oh, they're playing right now and they're tied. There you go. So, you know what? Fuck it. Uh, fuck it. Phillies, Phillies, Yankees, Yankees win. Because uh, if I say the Yankees win and they win, I'm a genius. And if they don't, then America wins. <laughs> All right. Dog, I don't have anything for bets. I don't either. I don't I either. At, I haven't even looked at them yet. I'll How about you guys? Like, we can tweet something out later, but I don't yeah, have anything. Yeah, we, so we didn't even bet anything last week, but I know that KU Moneyline was going to end up in there, and we would have lost. So we're, who's the real winner? Us. Our yeah. first bet, Our first good bet is the one we didn't make. Uh, you two can just text me something. I'll tweet it out tomorrow. Um, for okay. right now, I think the one that I'm actually looking at, let me uh, – let me look real quick. I actually put something on there. The one I'm going to make you guys look out for being you can start wrapping up. I, it doesn't matter. I forgot. I don't even remember what it was. It was like NC State or some bullshit like that. I, I think it's time for Bean's thought-provoking moment of this week then. Same All as right. stammering. <laughs> okay. So you're hanging out with your buddies. You're at a bar. You're having a beer. Whatever. Like Vibes are going off, you know, mad chilling, watching a game or whatever. This guy, unknown how old he is, starts mouthing off, you know, like, says, let's take it outside. And you say, nah, man, like, you're too old. Question. What is the oldest someone, like, what is the oldest where you'd be like, you're too old for me to fight right now? Like I, I can't right now. You are like a geriatric. I, I, I can't like eyeball like age. Like you, like how yeah like look? I even even just age in general. Just birth certificate. Like how old are you? Like I need to see some certification before I can start plus? throwing forty plus. Like Dude, I'm not if you're, if you're out of college, in my opinion, like if you're, how about this? If you're too old. To be on your parents' insurance, you're too old to fight. Wow. I'll, gi- I'll give you till 25. Wow. So, I'm a short guy. I got short guy syndrome. Like, you want to <laughs> take it outside, and you're 38, and think that you're going to kick my ass? Like, dude, okay. If like, if you're I'll- fucking 38, dude, like, go go back to work. Go to your kids. Like, get out <laughs> of the fucking bar. Like, you, wow. you have too many responsibilities to be in a fucking bar at 48. Yeah, but also, like, that, like, last 35 to 40 range is, like, that beautiful spot where, like, I'm going to win, and at the same time, like, I don't feel bad for beating up an old man. So, like, that's the, that's where I'd want to fight somebody. I'm sorry, but if honest. a guy in a nursing home's talking mad shit, I, he's going to oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, you know, Get over here, Grandpa. Tip the wheelchair. Listen here, Ernest, you gotta shut your damn mouth. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. 
so revert like reverse that you got a little kid talking you know talking really bad about your team over there what's the youngest you're going like i mean oh daddy is that we're talking about Wait, wait, wait. I misunderstood the question. So we're talking about what's the oldest and youngest that we would, like, beat someone up with over, like, Trash Talk? Yeah, like, okay, let's say, I, you okay, like, a wife, you know, your wife, whatever. They're coming over to your wife and they're touching her, like, whatever. I thought you said, like, what was, like, the max age that someone should be fighting in a ball? Oh, no, 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 like, what's no, the dude, oldest Okay, if someone's talking fucking shit, like, there, there's no age limit. Depending Thank on you. what it is. Thank like, you. If, dude, if some, like, 65-year-old came over and you're like, pulling up in your wheelchair, like, I'm sorry, Grandpa. <laughs> dude, no, for real, though. Like, if some 65-year-old man came up and, like, grabbed, like, my like my wife's ass, like, I'm okay, that's different. That. Like, like, like yeah, I'm We're knocking those dust in those socks, man. Like, but, First of all, I think anyone who fights over trash talk is, like, weak mentally. No, I agree with that. Yes, no, I so, agree like, with that. If it's you're just a part of over trash talk. You either have too much alcohol in your system and need to like check your drinking problem, or you have an anger issue problem and you need to like work on that. Okay, what's the youngest? Like we're 18. in like as soon as you're legal. Wow, eighteen. Like you, you fucking like do something you're legal. You're getting your ass kicked. Like I don't give a shit. I- I just changed my definition of what kicking their ass looks like based on, like, when they get older. Like, I'm not throwing a punch at a 10-year-old, but, like, I'm keeping you at a stiff arm and letting you run yourself into the end of the bar. <laughs> yeah, dude, like, 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 here's the thing. Like, once you turn 18, like, again, I don't fight. Like, I don't go to bars looking for fights. I'm not fighting in a bar. The only time I'm, like, fighting at a bar is if one of my buddies gets jumped, right? If they jump someone, I'm not fucking helping them. That's not my problem. <laughs> You start the you start the fight. That's on you. You get a dude. Like if if you're like an instigator, but you get like the first punch thrown at you, then I gotta fucking help you. You know what I mean? Kids are assholes nowadays. They're they're. Dude, they're I know kids to... are assholes, but you can't beat up someone who isn't a legal age. Right. <laughs> like, sorry, you know, sorry, little bit. How you beat them up? I think it also depends like what change. age you are. Like, like if I'm 35 and beat up an 18 year old, that's a horrible look. If I'm 25 and beat up an 18 year old, that's not as bad. Yeah. You know I mean, yeah. I'm saying this from the perspective of a 24-year-old, so. I think you have to do the uh, classic uh, dating age, like, calculation. Half your age right. plus seven for, like, minimum. So, like, I'm I'm about 26, so half that is 13 plus seven, like, 20. So, like, if I that's, be up a 20-year-old, it's, like, not bad. That's respectable. Yeah. yeah. But if I, if I, the moment I beat up a teenager, as soon as I turn 26, like, that looks bad. And, like, yeah, if it, I'm, like, a 30... If I'm, like, 36, then that's, like, 18, so 25, like, 36 or 25. Like, you're not beating up some kid in college, like, as a 35-year-old. I I really do think, too, and this is, like, a really weird societal thing. You beat up some, like, chubby kid who's just, and you just pummel the fucking kid when he's got no chance. Like, everybody's going to hate you. It's going to be a terrible look. But there's some, like, buff dude that's talking shit, and you just beat the shit out of them. People are going to love you for it. Dude, if you beat up a frat kid, like a 21-year-old frat kid who, like, grabbed your wife's ass, like, no one's going to fucking, like, bat an eye, even if you're, like, 40 years old. Yeah. But, okay. We got to talk about beating up children on this podcast. Something that I am willing to beat up children about, though, is this next topic. Because, um, and I'm... Apparently, this is a hot take, not a hot take, because we all three agree the same way. But this is something that all you men out there that, like, 
live with another woman or whatever are going to be like, yeah, this guy's right. Then you're going to go hop in bed like nothing fucking changed. And you're still going to have this on there. I know who you are. Don't but, stop talking about me like that. Yeah, I know, Beans. I'm talking directly to you. You're going to sit here like, God, bed sheets are retarded. Then you're going to go curl up in bed and use your bed, bed sheet like a fucking idiot. <laughs> if you're a real man, you would say, we don't need this shit, Lauren. Throw her ass off the bed as you rip off the bed sheet and you chuck that shit out the window. Fun fact, it's on her side. It, I, okay, so continue. I, continue. bed sheets... The not not the thing that wraps your mattress, the thing that you just aimlessly put over the top, not your big blanket, the thing in between. That not thing is fucking retarded. If you use that, you're an idiot. Sheet. Yes, yeah, the thin the thin thing that does nothing, but it's just there. <laughs> don't call it's, my don't call my penis. <laughs> it's there so we can, it's there so that we can kill more sheep and they can charge us more money. That is the only thing that it does. If Dude. you use it. And, like, are just, like, for it, don't care, whatever, you're an idiot. That's just like, I, the way that I feel. Again. I thousand percent agree, because when I was in college, like, I did not have that thin sheet. I just had the comforter. I can't tell you where mine are, and I have two different, like, bed sheet things, like, matching. But I just have two tight ones that are different colors now. You know what they're, you know what they're good for? You know what they're good for? They're good for covering your windows. Oh, like a uh, uh, like a blind, shade? like a blind, like a shade blind, or a blind. Yeah. Yes, that's actually Very. a pretty good idea. I should find mine. <laughs> <laughs> no, like so, this really does feel like one of those things. And maybe I'm just attacking women here, but like all the men are like going to listen to this and be like, "Yeah, you know, yeah. these things are retarded." Then they're going to go yeah. to bed, and the wife's going to be like, "No, because we have to get it because the bed's going to look pretty." And then they're going to keep their the, bed sheet. Bed also, sheet the bed sheet makes it like hotter. It's like ten degree. It's automatically it's ten degrees hotter. The bed sheet is super nice. By the way, I've been trying to wheel and deal, so that's why I haven't been talking. The bed sheet is super nice in the winter. No, it, it makes it ten degrees hotter. You have blanket for again. This yeah, is like the bed sheet is a blanket. What do you mean? You know how I said that rugs were stupid for covering up your floor. This is a rug for your rug that has a rug on top of it to keep well, you. Okay, warm. so I am going to slightly disagree in some cases. I do or did. I don't think I have it anymore. I had a bed cover that like had a that was like pillow topped. Yeah. So like it was like padded, right? Mm -hmm. The top of it is padded and it was like foamy. So that was not like fun to lay on. So I had to put a bed sheet over it so that way I could lay on it easier. Question. Yes. So there's like, there is like a, um, what do you want to call it? It's like an effect. Like the older you get and like the more money you make, like the more sophisticated your life gets, like things are just no longer on the ground. Like when I was in college, my bed was on the ground. Everything's low down on the ground. You know, nothing's there. Like you crawl into bed all just, you know, I don't know what you're talking about. When I was my most poor living in the dorms, I slept higher than I ever did in a bed. <laughs> I'm imagining a nursing home with just bed, like beds that are lofted to the fucking ceiling. <laughs> my bed has been the exact same height for the past like six years. Dude, my I'm bed just, was always on the it ground. It was just a bed. It was a fucking bed sheet or a bed cover that had like some padding in it. I got it for Christmas. And, and yeah, and then now look, you're probably all grown up and your bed's, you know, raised a little bit. You can store stuff underneath your bed. My bed's always been able to store stuff underneath. 
Well, maybe I was yeah. just on a now we're, we're yeah, yeah now so <laughs> I, I don't know what you're talking about, Beans. Uh-huh. Um, no, in any event, I've I have upgraded. I have a much more comfy mattress than I ever had. I actually hate sleeping at home now because my mattress back home is so uncomfortable in comparison. And a three inch uh foam like pad deal. It's like it's almost uncomfortable, like how soft it is to sleep on that bed. Yeah. But yes, now I use a regular cover because I don't need the extra padding. Nice. So now the bed sheet is irrelevant unless I want. I I will say there are some nights that it is too hot for comforter, comforter, but it's too cold not to have something, and a bed sheet is just right. Get a dog. <laughs> I have to pay like so way true. more for a dog. Uh, not if you get. Ooh. Never mind. Never mind. We're not going to talk about that. Yep. No. Nope. Uh, I know where you going with that. Deeds. A, Excellent talk, move. Oh Jesus Christ! Talk about arresting citizens. Okay, it is time. Right, this moment, right now. It is time. We as a nation <laughs> need to come together and arrest Zach Taylor for crimes against football. Zach Taylor should be investigated by the FBI should be arrested and thrown in jail for the rest of his life for the atrocity that was that goal-to-go situation in Baltimore this last week. Gavin. What is the shortest distance between two points, Sam? A straight line. No, incorrect. It is actually a squiggly line that goes this way and then back this way, back 15 yards, and then dying. I want you to... (laughs) I I need everyone to, like, understand how stupid that drive was, or the ending of that drive was. Joe Mix... I I have seen Cincinnati get stuffed at the goal line a couple times with Joe Mixon. It is no secret that Cincinnati's offensive line is not the best offensive line in the league. It could possibly be one of the worst offensive lines in the league. However, when you have Joe Mixon, it is important for you to at least give him one touch inside the red zone in order to just, you know, see if you can just get a cheapie, right? So the first play they run is a rub route to their tight end, and he gets held a little bit. I, and it's an I'm okay with that play call. I, I don't hate that play call. That is a completely normal play call at the goal line. Yep. And if you get a penalty on that, guess what? It's still first down, so it's not a huge deal. Right? It's like It'd be like first and 10 at that point, or whatever it would be. Or no, it'd be first and goal from like the 7 at that point, which whatever, like, First and goal from the seven is a perfectly normal place to start your first and goal. So, anyways, that play call is fine. The second down play call, they go for a goddamn Philly special one week after the Jets ran a Philly special. I am so tired of teams thinking that they can just run the fucking Philly special and it will just work. Like, I don't know why teams think that that will just happen because it's so obvious to, like, see immediately, like, once the play gets started going. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just bad. And so then, Tyler Boyd's also a fucking idiot, because he just didn't throw the ball, like, out of the back of the end zone, or yep. away. He just, he just took a 14-yard sack, 
And so then, like, they run a yard, they they run a play to get uh like fifteen yards back. They're on like the one, and then the Bengals ran the Chiefs shovel pass, and it it's not like they ran it to fucking Tyler Boyd or like Jamar Chase or even Mike Thomas. Mike Thomas is like a guy I would trust to get that shovel pass, or like Hayden Hurst. They ran it to fucking Stanley Morgan or Sidney Morgan or whatever the fuck his name is. But Sam. Stanley Morgan presents a unique mismatch that they can throw at the opposing defense. You gotta get because Stanley they Morgan didn't involved. Think he would ever get the ball. And then if you relook at the tape, the right guard who pulls isn't in like a three-point stance during that play, signifying that he is going to fucking pull. I don't know. Yeah. It's fucking stupid. Night. Yeah. Zach Taylor should be. A, it's not because he lost me a fantasy game. It's partially because of that. But Zach Taylor should be arrested and barred from coaching. No, I, I mean, let's take this away from your fantasy game. They have one of the, like, best and most dynamic receiver receivers in the league right now in Jamar Chase. And they spent, like, the first three and a half quarters of this game just having them run, like, gassers downfield. Like, eventually it's going to work and they won't cover them. But, like miraculously, the Baltimore Ravens, who were gashed for 200 yards against Jamar Chase last year, just covered him when he ran downfield and put a safety over the top. So he wasn't open. Then late in the game, they start using him, and, like, he gets all of his yard, almost all of his yards in the fourth quarter. But, like, the point is, Zach Taylor has all of these fucking weapons on offense, and, like, similar to how we're talking with Matt Rule, just looks completely inept when it comes to using them. I know, I know, I know. They've, they had a hot streak and made it to the Super Bowl. But, again, like, uh, we're talking about theme of this podcast. Like, winning uh, ugly is not indicative of future success. And uh, Zach Taylor has done a lot of losing ugly and winning ugly now. So, yep, I got nothing nice to say about Zach Taylor either. The one thing I will say about Zach Taylor, as soon as I finish this text, we're wheeling and dealing. Jesus Christ. So I'll talk while I'm texting. I'll text and drive. The only thing that I really enjoy out of the Bengals and like think is a super sustainable aspect of their offense and why I think that they'll eventually be fine is that team could put together long ass drives. That team does that team takes like does like eight minute drives like every fucking game. Which is important. Not a lot of teams can actually like consistently sustain a drive for like eight minutes you know what i mean and like they did that against the chiefs last year and i think that's an important thing to note about joe burrow in that offense is that joe burrow is perfectly okay with being boring which is like a big boon for them but zach taylor is a fucking idiot and needs to get out of his own way inside the red zone yep couldn't agree more and with that, I believe it's time for uh, us to give us some final words and move on. Get ready for next week. We got a bye week here, gentlemen. It's time for us to recharge. It's time for us to get ready for the push late in the season. Sam's trying to make sure that his fantasy teams are ready to go for their push late in the season. What do you got to yeah, say, I think, Beans? I think, I think I got a deal done, Gavin. You'll see it before the end of this pod, hopefully. Um. Yeah, the bye week, puke and rally, baby. Uh, just get to you watch. Know. I, you know, I feel like I'm going to have the most productive weekend. Not because Lauren's gone this weekend, but because because the K-State does not play Saturday. That is why. 
you know, the Chiefs didn't play last Sunday. I had a pretty productive Sunday, you know, I, like. I, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but I talked to my dad yesterday, and I told him, because especially because we report the, record the podcast on Wednesdays, and I was like, wow, it's Tuesday, but this is the only day of the week that I actually have free to do something. Yeah, because, like, it's weird. Like, yeah. I get off work Monday, I got Monday night football. Tuesday, I got it. Like, we're good. Wednesday, we got this. Thursday night football. Friday, I'm going to do something with the boys. Saturday football. Sunday football. Repeat. Like, yeah. At about at about like two o'clock at work every day, I just think, God, I can't record this. And then I hear your lovely voices and I think, yeah, we're good to go. Ready to talk <laughs> some fucking sports. I'm glad I can do that for you, Sam. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Yep. <laughs> well, I tell you what, Gavin, you have any final words. I want to say congrats on getting winning the race for Keenan Allen, and uh, I hope that he. Oh, uh, a- you trying to pull that trade off too? Yeah. Ah, uh, boo. Okay, I can reveal to you what I act. I can't believe T came. I mean, I know. Okay, so Austin asked. Th- this is some little insider trading for everyone who's still here before we go off. Illegal. No. Okay. So. I gave up. A, I gave up a better package. He's getting Josh Reynolds out of me, which is actually a decent fantasy asset. Um, but anyways, um, before Austin, uh, Austin's such a bastard because he's a Penn State fan. That's why he tried to trade for Miles Sanders. I offered him like a five for like a fourteen for Allen and Miles Sanders. Oh, okay. And it was going to be a fucking mega deal. I would have been willing to go up to a four for that. Who was who was getting dropped? Reynolds and, like, Khalil Herbert. And then I was going to have to axe somebody. I also Damn. offered him, like, the same deal, but for Najee Harris. But he was like, I might want to use Najee as my keeper. And I was like, no, well, but that's your, I understand like, well, that's your like, funeral, my guy. I understand Swift is hurt, but, like, nobody gives a shit that, like... Uh, Jeff Wilson and Jamal Williams are just like top twelve running backs like since week two, and nobody cares, nobody wants them. Yeah, I, I know. Fantasy, fantasy doesn't have to be super hard all the time. I, I just need, I have such a hole in my wide receiver like two slash three spot yeah, right now. Depending Godwin on coming back so early, like really before I knew Godwin was coming back, I was I was pursuing Keenan. Once he was back. And he didn't want like Jamal Williams or Jeff Wilson. I was kind of just like, okay, like I, there's nothing I can give you that makes sense. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much the way it goes is TCAM basically extorted me because I offered this trade like two days ago, and he extorted <laughs> me for more out of Miles Sanders, and it upsets me. And TCAM, if you're listening, fuck you. You're a good general manager. I hope you don't go 0 and 14, but you might because your team is kind of doggy. It's, it's it's the time for him to hedge, though. No, it is. I mean, like, honest to God, no offense. None of his like, none of, yeah, none of the um. Well, fuck you too, Beans. <laughs> what even? You have interest in Jared Goff? Make a fucking move. I will. You, you can't you can't not give me like legitimate assets for Jared Goff. He's one of the best quarterbacks in fantasy. I I'll think it through. All right, we gotta wrap this up. My phone. Yeah, okay. Beans' phone's gonna die. My last word was a last word about a fantasy league that has no context to most of you out there. Um and for that I apologize. 
Um, we like to say sayonara to you. To everyone who's listening, we'd like to thank everyone for listening. Tip of the cap to you. Make sure to follow us on those socials that we, you know, said at the beginning. And please like, share, and subscribe these videos and share with your friends. You know, one friend shares with one friend and another friend shares with two friends. That's four Pyramid friends right there. Beans is absolutely going chrome dumb on us. Gavin is going hat gang. And we just want to say thank you very much to everyone for listening to us. We always appreciate it. And we'll catch you back next week. We'll talk some Hawks. We'll talk some Chiefs. And we'll absolutely cover, hopefully, an undefeated TCU versus K-State. So to that, I say good night to everyone. God bless and fuck Bosco boys.